The following message is from Axe Church in Leander, Texas. More information about Axe can be found at axechurchleander.com. Today's reading comes from the book of Luke, chapter 7, verses 36 through 50. When one of the Pharisees invited Jesus to have dinner with him, he went to the Pharisee's house and reclined at the table. A woman in that town who lived a sinful life learned that Jesus was eating at the Pharisee's house. So she came there with an alabaster jar of perfume. As she stood behind him at his feet weeping, she began to wet his feet with her tears. Then she wiped them with her hair, kissed them, and poured perfume on them. When the Pharisee who had invited, who had invited him saw this, he said to himself, if this man were a prophet, he would know who was touching him and what kind of woman she is, that she is a sinner. Jesus answered him, Simon, I have something to tell you. Tell me, teacher, he said. Two people owed money to a certain moneylender. One owed him 500 denarii, the other 50. Neither of them had the money to pay him back, so he forgave the debts of both. Now which of them will love him more? Simon replied, I suppose the one who had the bigger debt forgiven. You have judged correctly, Jesus said. Then he turned toward the woman and said to Simon, Do you see this woman? I came into your house. You did not give me any water for my feet, but she wet my feet with her tears and wiped them with her hair. You did not give me a kiss, but this woman, from the time I entered, has not stopped kissing my feet. You did not put oil on my head, but she has poured perfume on my feet. Therefore I tell you, her many sins have been forgiven, as her great love has shown. But whoever has been forgiven, little loves little. Then Jesus said to her, Your sins are forgiven. The other guests began to say among themselves, Who is this man who even forgives sins? Jesus said to the woman, Your faith has saved you. Go in peace. All right, well, good morning, everybody. It is good to be here. Good to see you guys online as well. And we are just wrapping up our uh, sermon series. This is our last week in our sermon series, Second Chances, which means that our next service is going to be Christmas Eve, December 24th, in person and also online, which means the day after that is Christmas Day. Who's excited for Christmas Day? Yes. And then even better, after Christmas Day, one week later, we are done with 2020. Can I get an amen? Yes. Can I get an amen? Uh, amen in the comment section? Yes. And uh, just thinking about 2020 and the end of 2020, I'm, I'm so excited for 2021, right? Everybody's very excited for this new year to come along. But I was thinking about 2020, and there have been a lot of really, like, bad moments and hard moments within 2020. But there have been some redeemable moments in 2020 as well, right? So like one of my favorite kind of redeemable moments that kind of made 2020 just a little bit better. Like there's like one or two things. But one of my favorites was when Disney Plus released Hamilton on their stream device. Anybody see Hamilton? Raise hand, hands raised. 
I got a few of you guys that saw Hamilton. In the comment section, if you've seen Hamilton, uh, maybe put your favorite uh, song in there uh, in the comment section. But I absolutely loved Hamilton. If you have not seen Hamilton, I highly suggest that you go home and watch it. And uh, it's, it's a great story. It's a lot of fun. The music is incredible. As soon as I watched it, I, I got like emotional. I laughed. I, I cried. Uh, it was amazing. And then as soon as it was finished, I immediately took the entire soundtrack and put it on my Spotify playlist. And I have not stopped listening to it since. I've just been completely obsessed with it. Even when I'm working out, I'm like working out and doing my thing and I'm, I'm still like singing along with it and just enjoying life as a whole. But one of my favorite songs in the show Hamilton, for those of you guys that have seen it, is uh, My Shot. Um, and that's one where uh, Lin-Manuel, he's doing all his kind of rap thing and I, I was so excited. I was like, I'm going to learn every single lyric to this song and uh, I can still do it today. I, I do it to annoy my wife. But I, I really enjoy it because uh, as, as Alexander Hamilton is sharing this, uh, my shot, he's not going to throw away his shot. It's the whole, it's the whole purpose. He's not going to throw away his opportunity, right? He, he was an immigrant going to New York, and he was not going to throw away his opportunity to start a new life, to have a fresh start, to have a second chance. And it kind of mirrors uh, his own personal experience along with, with America during that time as well, as it talks about the American Revolution, that they weren't, were they going to throw away their shot? And that was kind of the, the reoccurring theme that happened, and the song kind of plays a part in to some other songs intertwined throughout the entire show. And it's just this over kind of internal question that Hamilton wrestles with, with will we throw away our shots? And it kind of just reminds me of, of talking about the year of Jubilee that we've been talking about in our series called Second Chances. And as we kind of finish up our, our series Second Chances, I just want to kind of recap a little bit of uh, the, the year of Jubilee and what that was about. So God, God had established this year for Israelites to be able to kind of reclaim the things that were once lost to them, right? It was a once-in-a-lifetime kind of opportunity for most Israelites to be able to uh, get back some of the things that maybe were taken from them. Maybe they went back into slavery during that time and they had to work for some of their property. And, and the, when the year of Jubilee came, they were able to restore all of that back to them, right? Debts were forgiven. People had a second chance. The lands were healed. And then we talked a little bit about uh, the book of Isaiah and the prophecies of uh, the year of Jubilee that were to come in the Messiah. And then later on, we got into the beginning of Luke where, where Jesus steps into the temple and he's like, I I am bringing the year of Jubilee, right? He announces that he himself is the year of Jubilee. And then last week we talked about, Pastor Josh talked about um, forgiveness and how the activity of Christ in his kingdom and bringing about his Jubilee is focused and centered around forgiveness. And we're going to talk a little bit about that today. So as we get into uh, the, the scriptures today, as we get into Luke chapter 7, I want you to go ahead and grab your Bibles. For those of you guys online, also in person, if you have your phones, you can bring out an app. Uh, what we're going to do is we're going to talk a little bit about the, the story that we just read, but we're also going to get a, a wider context. I'm a big fan of, of getting a wider context into uh, what the whole story is about. And I, what I love about Acts is that every time that we get a chance to gather, we always get a chance to be able to gather, whether in line or online or in person, to be able to connect with one another, to be able to engage in community, but it's also just to see what Jesus is up to in our own lives, right? We get a chance to be able to catch up with each other, but not only that, but we also get a chance to dive into the scriptures, to be able to see what Jesus is up to in the wider overarching narrative of the story of, of all things, the story of everything. So go ahead and open up to Luke chapter 7. We're going to take a look at some of the different contexts from, from verse 1 all the way to the end of chapter 7. We're not going to read through it all. That's a, a lot of verses for us to read. But um, it helps us to get a little bit of the intentionality of what, what Luke, the writer of the book of Luke, 
was trying to get at when he was compiling all these stories and piecing them together. And I think there's a lot of intentionality that Luke tries to share that helps us in our walk with Jesus as we continue to learn and dig into the scripture. So we're going to go through uh, Luke chapter 7. And I'm just going to kind of recap. So there are kind of like three main characters in all of Luke 7 that Jesus kind of focuses in on, or Luke kind of focuses in on, right? So uh, it starts off, if you look at verse 1, there's a story of Jesus healing the slave of a centurion, right? there, uh, He's on his deathbed. He's about to die. The centurion goes to Jesus. He says, just speak this word. Just speak this word and, and he will be healed, right? It shows his faith. So he, he, he heals a slave. So then we get into the next story where uh, Jesus then raises to life the, uh, a widow's son, like from dead to life, like literally actually dead, like risen, alive. Like that's incredible, right? Another miracle. And then in the middle of chapter 7, if you keep going through, if you're scrolling through your phone or if you're looking through um, on your Bible, there's this kind of break in the middle of chapter 7 where, where Jesus is having this conversation with John the Baptist or John the Baptist sends his followers out to, to ask Jesus some questions and they have this conversation, which we'll get back to in a little bit. And then lastly, we get to uh, the text that we just read this morning, the, the story of a sinful woman being forgiven. Okay, So three main characters that Jesus kind of interacts with and, and shares his miracles with and so so we have the slave, we have the son, and we have the sinful woman. All right, slave, son, sinful woman. So the slave was healed, the son was raised, and the sinful woman forgiven. Okay, healed, raised, forgiven. I want you guys to say that with me. Healed, raised, forgiven. One more time. Healed, raised, forgiven. And I think it's so important for us to be able to see this and see who Jesus is interacting with. And as he talked about earlier on in Luke, he was establishing the year of Jubilee. He's like, look, this has come in me. I am the Jubilee, right? And there's kind of a reflection to how Jesus interacts with these people and and performs these miracles that stays in line with the year of Jubilee. So the year of Jubilee, so we talked about healing. The year of Jubilee healed relationships that were strained by debt and obligations, right? As we talk about raising to life, the year of Jubilee gave people this fresh start, right? A second chance. And, and talking about forgiveness, the year of Jubilee forgave what was once owed, right? And I, I love this because I think Luke perfectly kind of lines up these characters in this story. These nameless people who we don't even know what their names are. All we know is how Jesus interacts with them. But it shows and reveals the character and the nature of who Jesus is, right? Jesus didn't hang out with the bougiest people, right? He didn't hang out with, like, the best of the best, right? He interacted with, with the broken people, right? And, and he was getting a lot of media coverage during this time, like, spread all throughout Israel, right? That, that after 400 years from, from the story of Malachi, in between the Old Testament and the New Testament, about 400 years happened since there has been a prophet in their land, And they finally see this Jesus interacting and doing all these miracles and healing and raising people from the dead and forgiving people. And and it's like, it's like, look, there's another prophet that's here. After 400 years of waiting, God has finally visited us, right? But, but Jesus didn't do the things that, that they expected him to do, right? They, they imagined this Messiah, this this king to come in with chariots and horses and be this rebel soldier. I, I kind of think of Star Wars, like the rebels, like taking over the, like the Death Star and the Empire. I don't know, is that super nerdy reference or what? Um, but like they thought that he was going to be like this great warrior that was going to take over and he was going to be king over all things. And they had this one expectation. And, and then Jesus does something that's completely different. 
He brings in a kingdom that looks completely upside down. So, so why would Luke focus in on these three nameless characters? Well, let's talk about these three nameless characters. So one, the slave was dying. The son was already dead. And the sinful woman was treated like she was dead to the rest of the world. And in every story, every character, every person, Jesus redeems them all. He brings healing to them all. He brings about his upside-down kingdom to, to the broken. And then we get into the middle of chapter 7, this, this interaction between John the Baptist's followers and, and Jesus. So, so he sends out these, these people to interact with Jesus. And, and verse 20, if you still have it open, this is what, this is what the question is. Are, are you the one who is to come? Or should we expect someone else? Jesus, are, are you sure you're the right guy for this job? Are, are you sure about these people that are following after you? Jesus, are, are you sure that you got the right job description from God because maybe he, like, he might have got it messed up or he got switched? Like, are you sure that this is what you're supposed to be doing? Like, are, are you sure you're actually this Messiah, this king? Do you realize the kind of people that you're interacting with? And what Jesus does, he, he answers, I love Jesus' responses. He, he answers in the most Jesus way possible, right? And he says this, verse 23, verse 22 and 23. He says, the blind receive their sight. The lame walk. Those with leprosy are cleansed. The deaf hear. The dead are raised. And the poor are told the good news. And, and blessed is the one who isn't offended by me. See, what Jesus is doing in this moment is he's proclaiming his jubilee to broken people. And, and if he's proclaiming this jubilee to broken people, then that means he's proclaiming his jubilee and his forgiveness and his love and his healing, his raising and his forgiveness to you and for me. He, he's bringing about his second chances to broken people, which means that is for us. You see, Jesus healed because he took on our wounds at the cross as he was beaten, bloodied, and broken for us. Jesus raised the dead because he would take on dead, death head first to the grave and prove that death was not the end for us. Jesus forgave because he himself was forsaken on the cross with our sh- sin, our shame, our guilt, our brokenness on his shoulders. Healed, raised, forgiven. I want you guys to say that with me. Healed, raised, forgiven. And and then we get to the end of chapter 7, the story that we read this morning. So so this woman finds out where Jesus is hanging out and doing dinner. So so she goes to where Jesus is. And when she sees him, she, she goes down and she is wiping her hair on his feet with tears in her eyes and, and with perfume to anoint feet and, and kissing his feet. And, and these Pharisees are having this issue with it. And they don't even speak it out loud. They just think about it. They're like, if, if he were an actual prophet, he would know who's touching her. And, and Jesus gives him this parable. And he says this, this money lender had two people in debt, one who owed 500 denarii and the other 50. And both couldn't pay, so we ended up forgiving them both, right? That's Jubilee language. And then he asked them, which one will love the money lender more? 
And what the Pharisees answer is like the one who owed more, obviously. Jesus is like, you're right. And Jesus calls them out on their ish and claims that this woman loved Jesus more than the Pharisees did. And he says this, he who is forgiven little loves little. I think about this, this story a lot, especially in 2020, because God isn't in the business of canceling people like, like we often do. God is in the business of canceling sin. God hasn't just forgot about our sin and, and just swiping it under the rug, right? And, and pushing it aside as if it never happened. But God has actively forgiven it at the cost of his own son. See, God has exchanged his beauty in Jesus for our brokenness. And, and I believe that, that Luke 7 at the end kind of leaves us with this question what will you do with the gifts that God has given you? It's kind of like the same question that, that Hamilton wrestles with in, in uh, his show. Like, wh- will you throw away your shot? See, because God wants to participate in his mission in this ultimate jubilee by actively loving others because of what Jesus has done for us. He's inviting us to be a part of his mission to redeem people who were once broken into making something beautiful. Right? And being healed, being raised, being forgiven changes a person forever. And that's why Jesus does this to broken people like you and me. So in our end of our Second Chances series, because of Jesus, I am healed, raised, forgiven. Say that with me. Healed, raised, forgiven. Because of Jesus, I'm given a second chance. Because of my second chance, because of Jesus, he can redeem those relationships that were once broken. Because of Jesus, because of my second chance, he can crush the sin that was holding me back from my purpose. Because of Jesus, I can finally live free from the the judgments of the rest of the world. I can finally do what God has called me to do. Because of my second chance, I can learn to bring healing to others who are, who are hurting in this world and to learn to love others and to stand up for those that Jesus stands up for as well. Because of my second chance, because of Jesus, I can do all things through Christ who gives me strength. And because of Jesus, the sins of my past, the, the brokenness in my present, and the hurt in my future have been forgiven. So as we wrap up, Acts Church, I want you guys to think about what will you do with your second chance? Let's pray. Father, we are, we are humbled by this message. Lord, we thank you so much that, that you have healed us, that you have raised us, and you have forgiven us through your son, Jesus. Father, I pray that you would continue to allow us to be reminded of the second chance that we have in you, to join you in the mission of this ultimate jubilee to redeem lost, hurting, and broken people so that they might see you in us. Father, we thank you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this podcast from Axe Church in Leander, Texas. Feel free to share this message with others and stay connected with us at axechurchleander.com.